Welcome back to Criação, episode 3. Um, thank you for those of you who've been waiting for me to release my third episode. People have been like, hey, when's the third episode coming out? And I'm not going to lie, that hypes me up a whole lot. So yes, episode 3, welcome. And I'm so excited to talk about today's episode because we're going to talk about a topic that I think everybody likes talking about, and that's pettiness. But uh, before we get into that, um, so as all of you may know, I'm an educator. I feel like I've been an educator since I was a kid. You asked my mom. Um, shout out to my little cousins. They're not so little anymore. They're literally like two feet taller than me. <laughs> Anjali and Janelli and my cousin Brianna. I love you three a lot. But when y'all were kids, they would come over to my house. And I was just so type A ever since I was a little kid. So I would... They'd come over, and the last thing I wanted them to do was come into my room and, like, hacer un desmadre, like, completely ruin my room. So, honestly, I became a teacher that young as a way to keep them out of my room. So, we'd be in the living room, and I would sit them down and be like, all right, y'all, today we're going to make thank you cards to our moms, and you're going to stay in the living room, and here's the, like, little model that you're going to model your card after and everything. And... I mean, and that's just how it was ever since I was a kid. I was the oldest girl cousin. And so just every single time I'd go to a birthday party, they would just always leave me all the little ichocos with me. Ichocos is Central American way of saying little kids, patojitos, muchachos, whatever you want to say. Um, and it just trained me for the education life now as an adult. <laughs> so anyways, as an educator, uh, it's really important to me to like to check in. Um, I, I've always, or as an educator, I've come to really value, you know, my students' lives outside of them and their identities outside of just being a student. And so similarly, uh, yes, I'm a podcaster, but I'm also a person and I think it's good to just, you know, check in, see how I'm doing. And that way all of you who, uh, who know me also know how I'm doing. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm doing really well. I'm really, <laughs> really enjoying my new job at a coffee shop. Um, working at a coffee shop is really cool. I mean, I love coffee. It's probably the only thing I'm addicted to. Thank goodness. Knock on wood. Um, and I love making drinks and I like experimenting with like the different textures of milk. And I'm very close for those of you who follow me on my personal Instagram. I'm very close to actually making latte art pretty well. And I'm very proud of myself because that's definitely like a dream that I have is to be able to successfully make a latte art. But I feel really good. I think that um, it's crazy to think that I was just kind of in a different place a few months ago, not doing creative work and kind of doing a job that was a bit more expected of me, I suppose. And I think I feel like a completely new person. And I'm not going to lie, that part-time life is kind of like, 
it's amazing because you have all this free time and you're like, oh my goodness, I have all this time to myself. But like, it's really not sustainable in the U.S. <laughs> like, you really don't got money like that to be working just part time. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing okay. And I'm very excited, like I said, to to finally be able to record episode three. So yes, so here today we're talking about pettiness. Like I said, I think it's something that everybody hates to admit that they do, but they do. They do. We all do it, and that's okay. And so uh, the poem that I'm going to read today is actually a micropoem. This poem can be found on my Chiquita Poetry Instagram account. And I wrote it. Well, I'm going to get into it. I wrote it in a second. So here is the micropoem. Ready? It's not your responsibility to teach someone a lesson. It's your responsibility to be honest. Wise speech. I'm going to read that one more time. It's not your responsibility to teach someone a lesson. It's your responsibility to be honest. Wise speech. And the caption I wrote underneath this poem on my Instagram account is, Your energy is sacred. Pause, notice, and act wisely. So I wrote this poem last year, and I was still in Madrid at the time. I was teaching English in Madrid, and I wrote this poem because I was dealing with a very challenging coworker. Challenging is like, it does not really describe how challenging this coworker really was. Um, but I was finishing up my last days as an English teaching assistant at the school, and it was a tough year teaching Spanish, English. Let me tell you, Spanish children are real hard. <laughs> They're just like, I say this every time when people are like, oh my God, you know, they ask me what year I taught. And I taught English for three years in Madrid. So two years uh, teaching students as young as fourth grade and as old as middle school. And then my third year, I worked at a different school and I was dedicated just to second grade. I was really excited because I'm like, oh, you know, Spanish children are so cute. And like, you know, and they are, don't get me wrong. And they're also really funny. But teaching Spanish children, ooh, the, the way that I like to put it is like in the U.S., we have these kind of little, these little uh, labels we have for students. You know, you have the shy student, you have the, the really chatty student, you have the class clown, you have, I don't know, the rowdy student, whatever you want to say. But Spanish children, all of them are chatty. There isn't just a chatty student. All of them are chatty and none of them are shy. It's like you have like maybe one shy student, maybe. And even then, even if they're shy, somehow they still, they're still shy, but chatty. Like it, so, and that's just part of Spanish culture. It, it's honestly, it's quite remarkable. Like just the way they're able to, <laughs> to function, like they're able to just kind of talk all over each other, like over each other, but they still manage to understand each other and not like you, they, they tend to get frustrated and angry, but it never is really that serious anyways. So teaching Spanish children is, it was hard because, um, you know, in the U S we just have completely different classroom management styles and you kind of are working under the assumption that like class or students are not learning unless they're quiet and teachers are teaching and reaching silence or quietness in a Spanish class classroom is just like this, uh, you're really just, 
uh, setting yourself up for disappointment <laughs> because it doesn't really work out. Um, yeah, I mean, they are really funny. I have some I have some wonderful stories of my Spanish children. Like my favorite student, he was a bit of a class clown, but he was a sweet kid, very smart. The seven-year-old kid named Marcos. And Marcos was my favorite because he was just always telling jokes and I am easily amused. And so he would always be like, teacher, teacher, uh, I have a, I have a joke for you. Think the thing on chiste. And I'm like, okay, Marcos, tell me. But anyways, like there's just this one time where this little girl named Valentina, she was always angry, like just always pouty. She was real. Oh, talk about a petty seven year old. She was petty. Anyways, she came in really angry one day and Hugo had said something like, she's like, Valent she's like, teacher, Hugo ha dicho que esto es una mierda. Like she was trying to get Hugo in trouble. And the kids had no idea that I spoke Spanish, which is hilarious. Like I, part of my job was to keep my Spanish speaking ability a secret. And so I couldn't help but laugh, but I asked her, I wanted to know what she was talking about. I wanted to know why, you know, did... Hugo think something was was a was a mierda. What what did he think was a mierda? And I said, so Valentina said, what is? She goes, que Hugo ha dicho que esto es una mierda. And I said, but what is? And then Marcos comes by and he goes, Genesis, quieres saber que es una mierda? And I was like, see, si. I was like, yes. And he goes, pues una mierda es una caca en los pantalones, pero más intenso. <laughs> And I literally cracked up for my English-speaking listeners. Marcos literally said to me, uh, a mierda or a shit is a poop in your pants, but more intense. <laughs> ah, my Spanish children. Anyways, okay, so back to the story. I, it was a really challenging year. My Spanish children were very challenging. And on top of that, I had this very, 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 very challenging uh, coworker to deal with. And so... I just, I mean, I can't really put my finger on it. I really can't. Like, I can't. It's just, it was a mix of a lot of things. Her aura, her vibe, like, just the things that they would talk about all the time. Like, just things that just weren't either not interesting or just really negative. Or, like, just always had a comment to say. Always was talking crap about someone. I just, I just, I'm not like that. And so, this person was just really managed to push all of my my existent buttons and like that's saying a lot because I think I have a lot of patience with people and I've worked in like kind of customer service before so I've dealt with some challenging people but but this person really really got under my skin and there were a very big reason why I just couldn't wait to to finish my school year and get out of there but anyways there was this one moment or time where this colleague of mine made an executive decision to drag me into uh, planning or to carrying out this Easter Bunny extravaganza at my school. And I was mad about it. Now, of course, you're probably like, Genesis, that's so mean. Like, you should be doing something nice for the kids. I'm all about doing nice things for the kids. Don't get me wrong. I love doing nice things for the kids. Um, one, my Spanish children did not deserve it. <laughs> my second year old, my second graders did not deserve an Easter bunny extravaganza. But aside from that, even if I was just like, well, you know what? It's Easter. Let's just do this thing. What I was upset about was not having been consulted at all about anything. So I wasn't consulted about 
when to do the thing. I wasn't consulted about what we were doing for the activity. And then all of a sudden I was tasked with uh, a lot of things within a, a short time frame. And there was a complete disregard for my curriculum or my schedule or what I had planned with my students. So clearly I'm getting riled up or wrapped up in it again, but I was so, so then of course the, the straw, ooh, the straw that broke the camel's back was I was kept in the dark about the schedule for this Easter bunny extravaganza, this EBE. I was just in the dark about it and I had no idea. And I was like, you know what? They don't want to tell me about what we're doing. I'm going to just show up. And I'm be like, no one gave me a schedule, no one. So let's just see what happens. This is probably going to bl blow up in flames. But you know what? It's not my problem because I wasn't consulted about it. So I was just so angry because I wasn't given a schedule. I had no idea what was happening the day of. I didn't know where I was going to be. I didn't know where to meet anyone. Da -da 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 -da. And finally, last minute, I meet up with my colleagues, including the one who Oof. And I had, I'd receive a schedule like that morning and guess what I was tasked with doing? Pin the tail, tail <laughs> on the freaking Easter bunny. And you're like, Oh, Genesis, that's easy. Not with Spanish children. I'm telling you, if, if any of you are ESL teachers or English teachers in Spain, seven-year-old Spanish children don't know how to line up. They don't know how to take turns. They're extremely competitive they yell. Pin the tail on the, docu on the on the bunny is like kind of, I mean, you you root for the student. You're like, hey, go left, go right, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, you have a few of them. Just, it's, it's just a mess. So I was furious. I was, you want to know why? Because my other colleagues, guess what they assigned themselves to? The easiest tasks of the day, such as retrieving the students from their classrooms, aka doing nothing, and watching the students pick Easter eggs, aka doing nothing. But I actually had to manage and coordinate, pin the tail on the Easter bunny. So, ooh, when I found out last minute, they told me nothing. I wasn't involved in anything. And when I found out that I was going to be tasked with pin the tail on the Easter bunny, I took that bus to school. And on the way, I was just thinking about all the things I was going to say to this person. I was like, you know what? I've just about had it with you and your BS. I was just like, this is it. This is my moment to be like, listen, you push all of my buttons all year round and this is where it comes to an end, you know? But this colleague was lucky. This colleague saved themselves and here's why. I show up, I'm telling you, I showed up so ready. My fists, I'm just kidding. I would never hurt anybody like that. But I was just ready to just sit her down and teach her a lesson. And when I got there, she said, hey, um, so actually I decided to switch things up. So I'm going to have you retrieve the students and then I'll handle pin the tail on the donkey. And I was like, oh, I was like, you saved yourself because once she told me that, I was like, okay, you know what? All right, I'll just, I'll hold my tongue in this one. Maybe there'll still be an opportunity later on to tell her, hey, I didn't appreciate not being involved in the process, blah, 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 blah. But for the time being, I calmed myself down and I was like, okay. And you know what? The day, the event itself was fine. It was fine. Nothing. It went well. Students were happy. My students were happy. Okay, great. 
The print, excuse me, the principal still pisses me off though, but I just, you know, I let it go, right? And, you know, going back to the poem, you know, it's not, they're just, there are many times where, and there will continue to be a lot of times when you feel a sense of injustice, when you feel wronged. And when this happens, understandably, we get really angry. And when we get angry, if you're like most people, nine out of 10 of the times you want to act real petty. Why? Well, pettiness is, a, is or has become a way that we try to take control over the situation and teach someone a lesson. That's what pettiness is. Pettiness is an ego trip. Pettiness is like, well, I'm going to show them, right? Like, for example, if you get a, a rude customer at a restaurant, so you decide, you know what? I'm going to spit in their food. I'm going to teach them a lesson. Or when someone cuts you off in traffic, you decide you're going to go tailgate them. Why? That'll teach them a lesson. Or your crush left your messages on read for three hours, so you decide to leave their messages on read for three days. Why? Because that'll teach them a lesson. And the truth is, is that that doesn't really happen that way. It's not your responsibility to teach someone a lesson. It's your responsibility to be honest. Because even if, even if our pettiness, if our tailgating, if our spitting in someone's food, even if it did, quote unquote, teach them a lesson, how would we ever know? Does your crush who you left on red three times the time they left you on red come back to you and say, you know what, I really, you know, you leaving me on red for triple the time that I left you on red just really, man, I really did something for me. And, and I, you know, think, no, you just, <laughs> is it impossible? No, I do believe that there are people out there who might like call it out and be like, yeah, I noticed you did this and I'm going to stop doing that because of whatever. But it's certainly not likely. And more often than not, what ends up happening is it actually gives others the opportunity to, or the inspiration to be even more petty. So, oh, you want to leave me on, on red for three days? Well, guess what? I'm going to leave you on red for a week. Take that, you know? And then, and then you just find yourself in this, uh, whoever is most petty wins game. And no one ever really wins that game. And it's because, believe me, the extent to which people, the extent of pettiness to which people actually go is really a bottomless pit. So good luck, honestly. Even when you're hella mad, you've been wronged and you want to do something, it's not your job to teach that person a lesson. It was not my job to sit down and teach my coworker why she is as annoying as she is and, and all of that. My responsibility was to be honest. And yeah, I do think that like I could have after the fact, once she changed her mind and I had calmed down, I could have still, you know, talked to her and been honest and said, hey, this is what's been bothering, et cetera, et cetera. But what I was coming in to do with my fists all curled and all that stuff was to sit there and teach her a lesson and be like, here, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I don't know, get your students to hate you or <laughs> all this petty stuff, you know? What it reminds me of is when like my mother, I love you, mommy, if you're listening, but when my mother would get really mad at us, like my brothers and I, when we don't call or if like 
I don't know, like one Christmas we we didn't give her a Christmas card and that was literally like the most offensive thing we could have ever done. And so, but when we don't call her, she used to say something like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Y ya van a ver cuando ya no tengan madre, a quien le van a llamar. <laughs> Which is pretty much like, oh yeah, you know, when your mother passes away, let's see who you're going to call then, right? And that's my mom being petty. And I used to be like, mom, like, you don't need to be so morbid. It's not that serious. But like what my mom is trying to say is like, oh, well, you know, when I die, you'll learn, that'll teach them a lesson. They'll learn a lesson for sure. But what she really probably wants to say is, hey, I miss you guys. Or hey, like, you know, los extraño or, or you know, I, I'm feeling a bit lonely. Like, I'd like to hear from you, right? That is being honest. That is not trying to quote unquote teach us a lesson. That's just being honest about how she feels. And so, I mean, and with regards to the very classic, like, I'm going to leave my crush or partner on red for triple the time because they did that to me. That game that we always play, like, I've just personally learned how to stop doing that. I personally believe it does nothing, but like, it just drives you completely crazy. What ends up happening is like, all of a sudden, you're constantly obsessed with your phone. You're like, did they text me? You're trying to see if they responded. You're trying to see if you got a rise out of them. You're trying to see if... The fact that, you know, you left them on red, but posted something on Instagram, if they saw it and all that stuff or like, and then you get mad because if they saw your Instagram story, but didn't respond to your message, you're like, oh, well, you got time to be on Instagram and you don't have time to text me. Like, all that stuff. Like, it's just honestly, like, it just, it just causes you, 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 us anger and frustration it doesn't cause them anger or frustration they're dealing with their own anger and frustration about whether or not they should text you or whatever but like you can't control that so really it just it just kind of it doesn't do anything for you you know and again it's just it's not your job to teach them a lesson it's your job to be honest it's also not your responsibility to teach them a lesson because so many people are not even ready to receive that lesson if it smacked them in the face, let alone learn the lesson, like they're not even ready to see it. I personally believe that people learn lessons when they are open to receiving the lesson, not when you want them to. You can pay, play the whoever's most petty wins game all you want, but like that doesn't mean that they're going to finally, you know, reach out to you and, and say and, and be honest. You know, that's that's why I feel like that's our responsibility. I mean, it's everyone's responsibility. Like what happened if you, what would happen if you just texted that person and was honest and said, hey, like instead of, instead of leaving them on red for three more days because they left you on red for three hours, why didn't you say, hey, can I call you? Or, hey, are you busy? Or, hey, I miss you. <laughs> or even something I would do would be like, are you leaving my messages on red on purpose? I would be as bold as to do that. Because the way I see it is like the worst that can happen is you address the real problem, whatever it may be, you, whether it's because you've been feeling left out or you're trying to figure out if this person's really interested in you. It doesn't even have to be relationship related. Just generally speaking, if you're, if you stop being petty and if you're just honest and you communicate the honest reason, then you just address the real problem sooner rather than allowing the pettiness to create this like larger wedge between you and other people, and you, and the truth, which is simply that you feel wronged, or you feel uncomfortable. And that's totally okay. 
you just have to communicate it. You just have to say it. You just have to be honest. And honestly, in my experience, the more that I communicate my honesty, the easier it becomes. And I think that the more it actually inspires other people to do the same. So like if I were to text my crush and be like, are you leaving my messages on on read on purpose? Well, what I, that's a bit accusatory, <laughs> but it might just at least spark the conversation of, hey, like, uh, I don't know, like, and they can say, no, I'm just busy. And then I can say, okay, well, I'm just trying to, you know, it just opens up the conversation to the real thing as opposed to just continuously being petty. So what ended up happening with my colleague, I mean, luckily the universe kept me from leaning into and running away with my pettiness. And so I never did get to tell this colleague the truth, but it was the end of the school year and I really just had to ask myself whether I thought it was worth my energy. And ultimately I decided that it really wasn't, I, w- I was never going to see this person again. They were going to leave. And I, and I honestly don't think that that person would have received my honesty the way I wanted them to. And I mean, I think... It's not, maybe that's not really fair for me to say because you never know. Like we can't make those decisions for those people. I'm making a really big assumption saying that like, oh, they wouldn't have gotten it had I told her the truth. But um, I do think that if I was going to stay another year and if they were going to stay another year, then I would have, I would have had, had to. There would be no way I was going to be able to handle a whole other year with this person without, you know, telling them the real truth and why I felt so aggravated by them. But yeah. Well, that's my little pettiness dealing with pettiness poem. Hopefully it was inspiring or it resonated with someone. I mean, conclusion of the story is like, as hard as we try, like doing things for the purpose of getting a rise out of someone, it just, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment because we can never know like if that's actually going to happen. And we'll just sit there waiting to see, did they learn their lesson? Did they figure it out? Did they get, did I get them to think about the thing I wanted to think about? And it's like, well, why don't you just tell them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just say, be honest, just say, Hey, you're pissing me the hell off or, you know, say it in a nicer way. But I, anyways, I, I hope that this resonated with people. Uh, if it did, please let me know, comment on my post on Instagram regarding uh, this episode, if DM me, say, Hey, you know, I've been through that too. I just texted my crush and was honest or whatever. Um, let me know. I really love to interact with people. And, and if you do a comment, I'll give you a shout out if you want me to. And yeah. And this poem, like I said, the written version, I have it in my, on my Chiquita Poetry Instagram account. You just scroll down far enough. So feel free to comment on that as well. Maybe I'll repost it. I'll think about it. Anyways, that's it for now, y'all. Hope you enjoyed. Let's be in touch. And until the next episode. Adios. Ciao. Hasta luego.